And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Pastor Ben Miller. Sometimes you hear him over the air here at Redeemer. Pastor Ben, it's great to have you on with us. Really good to be back, Dan. Thank you. You um, you pastor an OPC church on Long Island. Uh, before we get started with our whole discussion, can you describe uh, what church that is and where it's located? Yeah. So uh, it's called Trinity Church, and we worship in the uh, Lutheran uh, building uh, in Syosset, New York. We've been there in that particular building since 2014 and uh, planted the church in 2011, and uh, just have a really great group of folks. Your uh, son and daughter-in-law and their little people were part of the congregation down here before they moved back upstate, and so uh, <laughs> we have a long-standing connection. <laughs> yeah, we really do. And I, I remember when we were going through that crazy time of COVID that um, we we were stuck in our homes and uh, we were taking in our service remotely, and the time worked out so that we could sometimes log in and watch your service as well. And that way we kind of kept connected uh, with you guys just a small amount, and it was really, really nice. And I, I remember um, as you did your service <laughs> over Facebook, I think it was, um, you would you would get your guitar and you would sing some songs with the people, and uh, your your wife and children would join. So uh, it was really a blessing to see you guys and and kind of stay in touch that way. So thank you all for that. Um, you were ministering beyond your own uh, circle there, so we appreciated that. I, it's good to hear. I, I will say that was not the most fun my kids ever had, <laughs> standing in front of a camera singing, but they, they they were good sports about it. Well, I thought they did great, but what do I know? You know, <laughs> you know, behind the scenes is often uh, a little bit more dynamic and, and interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, so you pastor Trinity Church in Syosset, New York, that is on Long Island, and uh, I mentioned your family. Maybe we could talk today a little bit about the Christian family. Hmm. I don't know exactly where to start, but um, little babies are born into a Christian home, and it's a it's a real joy when that first one comes, and then a second one comes, and I've noticed every time another one comes, it's a real special joy because each one is unique and. God has just given us love for this next one. And anyway, let get us started about the family. Could you talk to us today a little bit about the Christian family? Yeah, so it happens that this week, uh, I guess, was National Daughter Day and National Sunday. Yeah. And, um, not necessarily in connection with that, but I've been in God's providence actually chatting with my kids a bit this week about just growing up in the church and young people that they know inside the church and outside the church and just reflecting on, you know, their own experience in a Christian home and things. And it's been, it's been interesting. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, you know, babies are great, right? Cause it's new and <laughs> they basically stay in one place. And then all of a sudden they start to grow and they get active and then they get purple and then they start having ideas of their own. And then they become, yeah. you know, so-called adolescents and then young adults. And there's a lot of chapters in this story. And yeah, so in preparation for our conversation 
today, I was just thinking a bit about things that my kids have told me and things that I would say I have observed. I'm always nervous ever saying I've learned something as a dad because I'm learning. Um, But I have observed some things just in raising our four children. So uh, our kids are 20, 19, 17, and 13. Uh, the oldest and the youngest are girls, and the middle two are boys. Um, wonderful, wonderful kids. And we have had lots of challenges. Uh, it has not been easy. Uh, every time I think I've kind of got a feel of how to do it, I, I, something else changes, and I find myself, my learning curve is straight up again. <clears throat> yeah. And so, you know, trying to distill from 20 years of parenting, like, what might be something I could say that would be helpful and encouraging. You know, the first thing I'd want to stress, and I get this from my children, right? They've said this to me. Uh, We we have taken it very seriously that our kids belong to the Lord. Yes. Um, and, And I could elaborate on biblically why I believe that, but, you know, Paul just flat out says that even... If a child is born to only one Christian parent, so maybe you have one parent who's not a believer in yeah. Jesus, uh, the children are, you know, he uses the word holy. Yeah, uh, isn't, that, isn't that strange almost? It's really unique. It is. It is not the way we think. And, yeah. you know, we, as, as you know, both my wife and I are, are believers, and so, you know, we've taken it very seriously that our kids are, they, you know, they belong to Jesus, that the Lord speak to them as his disciples. In, in Ephesians, for example, in Colossians, he, he talks to the, the, the young ones, just along with all the other saints. And, you know, he says that they are to obey in the Lord, and parents are to raise them in the Lord. And so we have just really stressed with our kids from early, early on, you know, God is your God. Jesus is your Savior. God is your Father. Yeah. He loves you. Um, he all that he is, he is for you. All that he promises, he promises to you. And we have not raised our kids to wonder if someday they'll belong to the Lord. Yes. <laughs> someday they'll be a part of his people. Someday they'll be disciples, right? That, that identity piece we've, we've stressed. And my, my kids would tell you today that they sometimes look around at other kids who either do not really self-identify. Maybe they grew up in the church, but they do not really self-identify as Christians. They really have more of a sense of identity out outside the church, or uh, kids in the church who really struggle with never feeling like they're they're adequate, never feeling like they really measure up to what a true Christian is, and so you know they always have this kind of identity crisis going on. My kids just don't. They they tell me they don't relate to that. They're uh-huh. they have all kinds of sin struggles, and you know all the battles with the world, flesh, and the devil that every saint does, but they don't wrestle from a place of wondering who they are. Mm. And I really think that has been probably the number one thing that has provided an anchor for for my wife, Sarah, and me, and, and for our kids through the tumults of, of life. Uh, and, and related with that is, is kind of the community piece. Um, I, I've often said, if, if your children look around at the church, they look around at the body of Christ, and they say, 
you know, th- these are these are my these are my people. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to be with these people. I want to be like these people. Yeah. Then that that sense of belonging um, will will be a, a, just a profound magnetic force <laughs> yeah. in their life. Yeah. Now, it's you know, as a pastor, I think quite a lot about what it what it means to build a community where where young ones feel that right. Um, where where they have a sense that they're not just around sort of stuffy churchy people who are always speaking Christianese, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're around like normal human beings who love Jesus, and because <laughs> they love Jesus, they love all the human things, right? Yes, yeah. created all of it, and you know they're just into life and enjoy the Lord and His creation, and you can actually have real conversations with them. And and I think you know I'm blessed to be a part of a church where my kids look around and you look. Know, my kids are pastors kids they they see hypocrisy they see double standards you know sure. every church is there's a disconnect between what we aspire to and what we actually are right now yeah uh maybe not a disconnect but a distance um and you know they see that but they they see an earnest group of christians and and they you know they they really they like these other not just kids but adults like they look up to the other men and women in the church they they listen to them they have conversations with them People have invested in my kids, and, you know, I consider myself blessed that even as a pastor, my kids, they not only do not resent the Church, they love the Church, mm, Yeah, <laughs> which I find, you know, that's a testament to the folks that we've walked with. Um, but that community piece, so identity and community are two really big things right out of the gate, I'd want to say. Mm. Today we're talking with Reverend Ben Miller of Trinity Church, Syosset, New York, and uh, I've been to your church several times, and it's always been a delight. I wish I could come a lot more mm-hmm. often. We have a lot in common, I think. Um, but God's placed us here in the Hudson Valley for a reason, and so we're very content. Um, this uh, this thing of children, we're talking about children. Um, one of the things I remember my wife telling me was that when she was carrying what would be our firstborn, um, she had a profound sense that she didn't want um, to let uh, the government train her child. She wanted to be able to teach that little one, and so education was important to her. And I am so <laughs> I'm so glad it was. I, I couldn't have done what she did; impossible. Yeah. But but. Um, uh, the particular option we chose was to go the homeschooling route, and uh, I also learned that it's not for everybody, but it, it was for us, and it, and it worked. But I am so thankful um, this this maintaining this Christian identity from a mm-hmm. very young age, and um, that, that's important, and it, and it affects um, the education it seems of that child and. Um, I'm not sure what I want to ask next. Um, how did how did you guys approach education? How did you train your children on that front? Well, um, we did homeschool. We are still homeschooling, in fact. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like like you. I definitely don't think homeschooling is for everybody. No. Um, I think the the larger issue is. Um, because look, you, you can you can homeschool and lose the hearts of your kids. Exactly. You know, it's not like 
there's nothing automatic here. And so I think what I've honestly found myself thinking about, Dan, is I, I think the education method matters. You've got to sort that out in your particular context. But I think the real question is, what are you trying to do in your nurture of your children? Like, yeah. what are your goals and what are your, what are your, how do you approach their minds and their hearts in a way that um, directs them toward the Lord and that keeps channels of communication with you as a parent open so that you are able to give input and it's received. I think that is yes. the <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I have a lot of thoughts on, like, what does that look like? Because I, I don't, I think that's slightly a separate from the, 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 the precise question of educational method, but I think that, I think the question I've asked is kind of the, the core question in Christian it parenting. Is. Like, anyway, so I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I, I keep having this thought, come into my mind it's it's a crazy thought maybe but um there's a documentary i watched a, a while ago about mr rogers and his neighborhood and he was kind of an unusual character uh with the children and not always profoundly christian but at least in that camp i would say but one thing i i appreciated about the documentary was his approach with a, a child he often would get down on their level and talk yeah. directly to them, and he would focus on them um, because, in his mind, they were important, and he would yeah. communicate to the child. Uh, he wasn't communicating to a vast audience mm. or anything like mm. that. And if anything to take away from Mr. Rogers, to me, it was that, where yeah. I really listen to that child. It's not that they're fully trained yet or or that they can instruct me on deep things, although many times they do, but um, I want to listen to them. And that means a lot to a child when they know that they have my full attention, not just partial. And I'm guilty many times of splitting my attention. It's the way Mm -hmm. my crazy brain works. Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. I can focus on that child... I think that makes a tremendous difference, and I want to thank Mr. Rogers <laughs> for, 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 for that approach. It was valuable. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a brilliant uh, feature of his, his work, <clears throat> and I, yeah. I completely agree. And I think that that not only is crucial in the early years in establishing uh, a bond with a child, um, but that pays such massive dividends as you continue that into yeah. adolescence and young adulthood, because, you know, the thing you often hear with young adults and, and so-called teens is they just don't feel like anyone actually hears them. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so they're, bot- they're bottled up inside with all of these, you know, crazy hormones and emotions and, and, and questions and, and wrestlings, and it is sad beyond sad to me when I see Christian parents who just are out of touch with all of that because their kids don't trust them. Yeah. And look, I know how easy it is to get to that place as a parent. I've had to rebuild trust with my kids a number of times. But yes, I'm with you, and I think that is... I mean, really what you're talking about there is just simply love. <laughs> it's, it it's is. valuing someone enough to attend to them as the unique individual creation of God that they are. <laughs> right. And recognize they do not think like I think, and it is not my job to make them think like I think. Like, you know, my, my, I think it was my, my dad had this line. He, he said, it, 
if someone opens the door of their mind to me and I walk in and start rearranging all the furniture, I guess if, so, if I did that, if, if I opened the door of my home and somebody walked in and started rearranging all of my furniture, I would not invite them back. No. And sometimes we do that with our kids. It's like, you know, you open the door in this conversation. I'm going to move in and like rearrange all your mental furniture. Oh, instead yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very off-putting. So, now, each child is profoundly different. I'm stating the obvious again, but I'm thinking of two grandchildren um, that, that, that we have and we, we're, we now have 11 grandchildren and probably wow. another one before too long. Um, and these two girls are quite different from each other and they're not f- that far apart in age, different interests, different skills. Yep. And yep. Um, it amazes me. Same parents, uh, same home, <laughs> same upbringing, and yep. how different the kids can be. Um, that, in a business sense, that not that's not the way to look at life, but they bring something unique to the table, uh, a value yeah. add. Um, but in yeah. in, the, in terms of the Christian home. Um, they are going to have different needs and approaches, and maybe even how I communicate needs to be um, adjusted for each child. Can you talk to that? Well, no, I I just think that's that's it. I mean, and I agree, we would not want to have a corporate model with our children. What you're really describing <laughs> here are just creational realities, right? There each you child go. Each brings different gifts. Each child brings different weaknesses. Yeah. Each, you know, different children have different vulnerabilities to different sins, you know, and, right. um, you know, just just for, for, for children to feel throughout their lives from their parents, even when there are heated disagreements, even when, even when you're, you know, you're honestly frustrated with your children, because, mm-hmm. you know, like all human beings, children can sometimes be very, very frustrating, you know, and, mm. and as, but as you're working through that, the, the sense of, I am really attending to you because I desire to love you well, right. and I'm not going to stop until I've reached a place where I feel like I know how to do that. I remember my, my dad, you know, we had a conflicted relationship, as many fathers and sons do, but one thing my <laughs> father always did, after there'd be a, you know, some kind of blow-up, I always knew, you know, you could storm to your room and slam the door, but you'd always hear the footsteps on the stair, <laughs> and you would knock, and you would sit on your bed, and you would say... Let's talk. Yeah. He was not, he, he, did, he wasn't pushy, but he was not going, he refused to not have a relationship with us. Uh, and to be honest, as much as at the time, sometimes that drove me a little crazy, now I look back and I just realized I felt profoundly loved in that, because he wasn't giving up, and he was not going to walk away and just allow this icy distance to build up. Mm. And so we worked things through, you know, and, and I'm learning how to do that now with my own kids in times when it's hard, and... And my kids trust me. Uh, I'm, I have tons of weaknesses and sins as a father that I'm still working on, but there's, the, the doors are basically open. And what's really cool is when you see that then their friends want to come be in the home. Oh, that's neat. Because their friends feel the love. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot there, and I think that's, you know, then you have sort of a missional home life. Um, and I'm making this sound maybe a little rosier than it actually is on the ground every day. <laughs> yes, to your point, it's that attention to the uniqueness of each child, whether it's unique needs, sins, or just beautiful gifts that God has given. Another challenge we have, and I say amen to everything you just said, another challenge we have is um, 
we can get so caught up in caring for our children and then our grandchildren. And now we have grown children and little ones, and it's it's a huge load, you could say, quote-unquote load. Um, sometimes we'll miss spending time with our own wife. Um, yeah. And, and um, I, I've had yeah. times recently even when I said, Deb, uh, what's, what's a good night to go out and, you know, go out for, mm-hmm. for, for something. And many times the whole week is booked and, um, I, I didn't even realize it. You know, I don't keep track of that yeah. very good. She, she's amazing. Right. She keeps all this in her head. Yeah. In fact, I told her, why don't you put down a calendar as to when you're babysitting each of the children? So, well, I don't want to make the other ones feel bad if there's some inequity and da 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 da. So I never got my calendar. Anyway, um, uh. It, it's it's very busy in a home with with yeah. little ones or or somewhat grown up little ones um, the obligations just don't stop I wonder how you handle that I you can comment anytime you want but I, how do you keep up with the pastoral load when you've got all these other things tugging at you too it's another question yeah I, I you know again learning curve is ongoing Um you know, I just think what you said—you uh, just have to stay awake to that, mm. to that piece of, of of things. You know, it's it's um, you know one of the things that Sarah and I realized about romantic love as God designed it is that our our culture sees romantic love entirely in terms of two people face to face, you know, mm-hmm. sort of giving each other pleasure, which that's part of it. But actually, you know, the biblical model is much more a man and woman side by side building a little micro kingdom for the Lord. It's true. Oh, I love so that. So it's not, it's not necessarily a problem that you find yourself sometimes having moments you're like, man, you know, like Sarah and I say, we're, we're pretty good back-to-back fighting on, you know, 360 degrees. Yes. Then, then there are moments you're just like, you know what, I need to reconnect with my queen. <laughs> because Yeah, that's, that, that's the point. That's, you, you caught yeah. it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. What's hardest, I think, is when you find that actually life has sometimes put you a bit at odds with each other. You need to do some... Sure kind of restorative work, too. But yes, you just have to be awake to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I'm i kind of a stubborn type, and when my wife suggests something else, I I sometimes don't listen to her, and I find most of the time her ideas are are quite quite better than my own. And so I, I've had to learn to listen, and I'm, I'm still learning that. Um, <laughs> today we're talking with Pastor Ben Miller, and Pastor Ben uh, um, has has been sharing with us about the Christian home, the Christian family, and um, I, I think there's a disconnect also in in our various Christian circles um, how we view our children. Um, do we view them as little little people that? Um, how do we view them? It's just like that. I, do we? Do we include them in in the in the church life, or do we wait until there's some kind of a drastic spiritual um, action on their part before we fold them in? And um, you've kind of addressed this already, but any other comments along that? We got about two minutes left. The time really went quick. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you know, I think one of the categories of our theological reflection that we need to recover related to all that is just a strong 
appreciation of, of just creation, that God likes creation. He created, <laughs> he created children to be born little and grow up, right? And, and that natural created process of growing up, you know, we, we could say that God's grace tracks with that, you know? And so yeah. it's not at all unusual that just like my children have grown up learning how to be millers, they've also grown up learning how to be what millers are, which is Christians, you know? And yes. So yes, they, they have sin that we have to be always ministering to and correcting and disciplining and talking about, just like, you know, mom and dad do. But I'm not looking for my children to one day become millers in this dramatic moment of transformation, and, he, and I'm not looking for them to one day suddenly discover that there's a God and, you know, there's this yes. Savior named Jesus, they've, they've been raised in the Lord. And, uh, yes, they need to grab hold of that for themselves, they need to, you know, sure. respond to God's Word in faith and repentance and obedience, but yeah. that's true for all, all of us that are disciples. And so I just think kind of realizing that God's grace tracks with His creation um, has helped me a lot. And so when my kids are suddenly at that age, they have all kinds of hard questions and become, you know, difficult to work with because they're, you know, have their own ideas and things. I don't, you know, it's just a natural progression of development, and we Mm. just bring God's grace to bear on that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And um, it's really gone quickly. (laughs) Um, And I I hope that we can stay in touch in the future. Um, we, We try to air some of your sermons. We kind of alternate them not perfectly, with Pastor Bill Shishko's uh, on the air on Proclamation one of the nights, and people enjoyed them. Um, if people would like to get hold of you or visit your church, can you tell them how to do that? Yeah, um, I, I, we've changed our website recently. I think it's Trinity Church, or Trinity OPCLI, I think is now our, our, our URL. Um, but yeah, if you can find us online, we'd absolutely love to have anyone visit if you're on Long Island. Um, and and uh, my my email address is just opcpastor at gmail dot com if you want to reach out to me. So <laughs> glad to glad to have any and all communication. You're the only guy in the world that's got that opcpastor <laughs> at gmail dot com. What a what a beautiful uh, email address you've got. Well, Pastor Ben, thank you, and uh, we got to stay in touch. Uh, give our re- regards to your wife and. And thank her again for you guys and ministering during COVID. I I think you did a great job. God was good. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.